Hello, Hyrock. Welcome to our daily devotional. We're continuing with the book of Isaiah and following up on the theme of God's gentleness and justice. Today, we're going to look at uh, chapter 43, which talks a lot about God's mercy, which has in mind also God's justice. So we are going to be looking at God's mercy to Israel in various verses in chapter 43 of Isaiah, where we read this. But now, O Jacob, listen to the Lord who created you. O Israel, the one who formed you says, do not be afraid, for I have ransomed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I gave Egypt as a ransom for your freedom. I gave Ethiopia and Seba in your place. Others were given in exchange for you. I traded their lives for you for you, because you are precious to me. You are honored, and I love you. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will gather you and your children from east and west. I will say to the north and south, bring my sons and daughters back to Israel from the distant corners of the earth. Bring all who claim me as their God, for I have made them in my, for my glory. It was I who created them. Bring out the people who have eyes but are blind, who have ears but are deaf. Gather the nations together. Assemble the peoples of the world. Which of their idols has ever foretold such things? Which can predict what will happen tomorrow? Where are the witnesses of such predictions? Who can verify that they spoke the truth? But you are my witnesses, O Israel, says the Lord. You are my servant. You have been chosen to know me, believe in me, and understand that I alone am God. There is no other God. There never has been, and there never will be. I, yes, I am the Lord and there is no other Savior. First I predicted your rescue, then I saved you and proclaimed it to the world. No foreign God has ever done this. You are witnesses that I am the only God, says the Lord. From eternity to eternity, I am God. No one can snatch anyone out of my hand. No one can undo what I have done. But forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I am going to do. For my, I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. The wild animals in the fields will thank me, the jackals and owls too, for giving them water in the desert. Yes, I will make rivers in the dry wasteland so my chosen people can be refreshed. I have made Israel for myself, and they will someday honor me before the whole world. But, dear family of Jacob, you refuse to ask for my help. You have grown tired of me, O Israel. You have not brought me sheep and goats for burnt offerings. You have not honored me with sacrifices, though I have not burdened and wearied you with requests for grain offerings and frankincense. You have not brought me fragrant calamus or pleased me with fat from sacrifices. Instead, you have burdened me with your sins and wearied me with your faults. I, yes, I alone, will blot out your sins for my own sake and will never think of them again. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So I feel like this passage really gives the one of the first clues about the nature of the salvation that God was going to bring. Um, here we see the servant, this time Israel, <clears throat> having failed God in so many ways. Instead of bringing sacrifice, instead of being faithful, uh, 
Instead, they just keep bringing their sins and their faults. But God here says he's not only going to rescue them from Babylon, he's going to do something far more than anyone has ever done. And he's going to blot out their sins and transgressions. God alone is going to do that for his own sake. And I think this is such a, uh, one of those details that no one probably understood it at the time. But looking back and seeing the history through the eyes of the event of the crucifixion and the resurrection, to look back and say, oh my gosh, this is what God was talking about, that God was going to deliver us not just from human enemies and from natural disasters or any other thing we might care about, but instead God was going to deliver us from sin and death itself. And this only through the action of God. It wasn't going to depend on us, but instead, as he, as he says here, for my own sake, I will blot out your sins and transgressions. There's been this whole plan all along where the people kept committing to follow the law, that they would do what God has said. And if the Old Testament history of Israel demonstrates anything, it demonstrates our inability to keep the law, to keep our side of the bargain, if ever such a bargain could be honored. We cannot be righteous in the way that God calls for us to be righteous. I think grace is so contrary to all our um, intuitions and suspicions and, and beliefs in ourselves that, that grace is so contrary to that, that it was going to have to take this monumental, repeated cosmic failure on the part of the people of God and in our own lives to finally realize, you know what, God, you're right. The only way that this is going to work is for you to take care of it. We are absolutely and totally dependent on you, even for our faithfulness, like, you know, our side of the bargain to be faithful. Like even that we can't do without you making the way for us through, through Jesus and through the gift of the spirit, you create the possibility that finally we might be faithful. Dave, I'm wondering what you see in today's passage. Well, you're speaking at kind of this kind of, uh, I don't know, cosmic soteriological level, which I think is terrific. Um, for me, I'm actually was thinking about it a little bit more like much a, a smaller on the ground kind of level. Um, you know, I see in uh, verse uh, in chapter 43, verse one, uh, he says, do not be afraid for I have ransomed you. Right. So he's, he's I've, I've bought you um, and uh, I, I have paid the price to get you out of slavery, uh, which, of course, speaks to what you're talking about. Right. God's going to do this amazing thing. Um, but he, I love this piece. I have called you by name. You are mine. And there's this way that that, uh, that that this tenderness of God, you know, we've been talking about this in the last chapter, but that, that God actually knows us personally. Uh, that, that actually God is the one who knows us better than we know ourselves. And so God isn't just saying, hey, yeah, all y'all come, right? Like, uh, you know, clanging the, the dinner bell and anybody who wants to come can come. It's not like that. It, it, God is actually calling us by name. I want you, John. I want you, Dave, uh, and, and inviting us to come. And there's this way of being seen that I think a lot of us uh, don't feel it, really almost anywhere in our lives. Right? A lot of us don't feel really seen. In our, in our families of origin, we definitely don't see, we feel seen in our normal daily lives. It's just like, like we're just sort of like a, a, a number, you know, kind of a cog in a machine. Um, and I think this is a real promise that, that God, who can see everything, can also see each thing and each person, each of us, that God knows you by name. I, I, I To me, that actually 
just I find that very meaningful. Uh, God doesn't have just a relationship with humanity. God has a relationship with me as well. Uh, and then verse two, I've always loved this because I think this is so contrary to the, what we expect. And yet it's this great promise. He says, when you go through deep waters, I will be with you. And, you know, when you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you go through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. And I think a lot of us have the idea, well, if God is with us, then I won't I won't get stuck in the deep water, right? If, if God is with me, then I'm not going to experience the fire of oppression. Uh, and, and yet that's actually not at all what God promises. God says, oh, you know, you're going to go there like everyone goes there. The thing that makes us different as Christians is not that our lives are easier. And in fact, in some ways, as we've talked about many times, because we're being faithful to God, sometimes that's going to make our lives less easy. And so God's promising, oh, yeah, you're going to go through difficulties, and, and you're going to uh, be in the deep waters. But the, the what God is promising is that we won't be alone, and that won't be the end of the story. And I think that's so different than what I feel in those moments. Because when I'm in the deep waters, and I just feel like, oh, you know, kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm going under, I feel so alone. And that's the story I tell myself. And I, I feel like, there's no way out from here. And so many of us have been in situations where we just, we can't see any possible way, like good outcome from whatever situation that we're in. And I'm sure even that some people who are watching this right now, like, yeah, that's me. That's my life. You know, I, there's a situation in my life that just feels so dark that there is no light at the end of the tunnel. There, there's, there's no end of the tunnel, right? It's just a bottomless pit. That is the story that we can tell ourselves. And, and so this is the promise that we hear is, I will be with you. You will not drown. You will not be burned up. And I think that's the play, thing that we have to hold on to in these moments where I feel so alone and vulnerable and afraid. You know, And it's just so easy for me to give in to my despair. Uh, and, and when I do that, well, now every other kind of sin is going to come out of that out of my fear, that my fear is going to end up making me do all kinds of things that are, are going to, you know, alienate me from God. They're going to alienate me from other people. They're, they're going to be betrayal of, of my real calling and identity when I'm afraid. And so often what I'm afraid of, it's it's not just the circumstance. We talked about this uh, sometime last week. It's not just circumstance. It's the story that I'm telling myself about those circumstances. And it's hopeless. So now. Things that wouldn't make sense make sense. At least they seem to to me. And I think that's why it's so important that we hold on to this reality. And, and the antidote that we have it, to our fear is God will be with us. And you know, we've talked so many times, the most often repeated command in the entire Bible, by far, and we see it multiple times just in this passage, right? Verse one, do not be afraid. Verse five, do not be afraid. And that's this constant command. The most important command is it's not, you know, don't say mean things, don't hoard money, don't have sex with the wrong people. It's none of, those are not the most important command. By far the most important command, the most often repeated is do not be afraid. Because almost every other sin is going to come from that. And, and the reason to not be afraid is not, hey, you can do it. You're better than you think you are. Uh, you know, the sun will come out tomorrow. It's none of that. It's I am with you. 
know, the famous pro promise to Joshua that we can all think of. So many of the times that this gets repeated throughout Deuteronomy, throughout the Exodus story, all these things, and here in Isaiah, do not be afraid, for I am with you. And so what this means for us is when we feel afraid, and all of us go through times where we feel afraid, when we feel afraid, the antidote to our fear is looking for God. I've just, I've just got to see, find God, because God promises me he's with me. And yet in my fear, I put on my blinders. All I look at is my circumstance. And I, that's the moment I've got to stop and find God. Because if I can reconnect with God, I can be safe in a dangerous circumstance. Hmm. Right? I, I can rest in an uncomfortable, unpleasant circumstance. And I think that's the this call to faith that, that I, I just see so beautifully put here in this passage. Hmm. I think uh, sometimes... Um, where you find God is in the journey when you take that step forward in faith. That's right. I, I think, you know, the way we want to approach fearful situations or the times we want power is we want to power up beforehand, that we want God to give us the power and the courage so that the situation is no longer difficult and it's, it's easy. But like even using the example of the river here, it was only when, when they were crossing the Jordan River, it was only when they were ankle deep that the river subsided and they were able to pass through. Or I think about, you know, the, the the 10 lepers who called to Jesus from a ways off. And he says, go to the priests. And it says that while they were on the way, they were healed. They and were course, obeying when it didn't make sense. Yep. And along the way, they they experienced the power of God. So, yeah, yeah I, 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 I love you to make that point. That's so right. Yeah, God shows up along the way. Yeah. Yep. Well, well let me pray a, for us. Yeah, why don't you do that? <laughs> Oh, our, our good and gracious God, help us to obey this command and not be afraid. Uh, Lord, for those who are having difficulty in that journey right now, taking that step of faith, whatever it might be, Lord, I pray that you'd be, bring people around them who will support them. Lord, I pray that you would make yourself known to them, uh, that they would feel your presence. And Lord, that uh, they would be also have the courage to open up to other people who might join around them and, and be that encouragement to them that maybe you've already put people in their lives who... Um, who could be the strength, be a strength to them in those times. Lord, in all this, we thank you that you are a faithful and, and trusted companion, that you are never uh, far. In fact, you are always with us. Uh, Lord, give us the eyes to see that through your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, wherever you go today, whatever you're dealing with today, you are not alone. You will not drown. God is with you. And God knows you by name. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow.